Wish you weren't hearing an ad right now? Want to get the next episode even sooner? Well, after the show, head to watchnebula.com slash radio. You'll get access to our original podcasts ad-free, plus exclusive originals and experimental shows from your favorite educational-ish creators. And best of all, you're helping us to make even more amazing content. Just go to watchnebula.com slash radio. It really helps us out. Lionel Hutz is unstoppable. And the best part is, if you don't win your case, your pizza's free. You'd be surprised how often that works. You really would. So, contrary to popular belief, Lionel Hutz, A-tier. Well, it's finally happening. Today, we are going to rank all of the fictional lawyers on TV. Now, usually when you see these sort of tier rankings, they're people's opinions, but that is not the case today. These are absolutely true as a matter of law, because of course, I have the power of attorney. The power of attorney! Though at the same time, I have no idea what I'm doing. If only there were some sort of YouTube channel that specialized in tier rankings that could lend a hand. I might be able to help with that. Oh, Tirzu, what are you doing here? Got any tips on how I should rank all of these fictional TV lawyers? Tier lists are best used to compare characters in games where each character has a unique set of abilities and a lot of variation in their stats. Attributes like mobility, raw power, and defense heavily influence how well a character can match up against the rest of the game's roster. The devs design the characters to hopefully be fairly equal in viability, but the best players will still naturally gravitate towards the characters that have advantages where it counts. Those characters, called top tiers, are going to comprise your A and S tier. Characters that have a lot of potential but maybe have one or two major weaknesses are going to take up your middle tiers, as will the sort of jack of all trades characters. And in the bottom tiers, that's where you'd find the characters that nobody in their right mind would play competitively, usually because they're hugely lacking in power or have a massively exploitable flaw in their strategy. Yeah, I'm not sure that that entirely applies in this particular case, but what the heck, let's give it a try. Sorry, man, I don't make the rules. Well, thank you for stopping by, Tierzu. So today we're ranking fictional TV lawyers, and we'll be doing that using several criteria. First of all, law skills. Self-explanatory, we're ranking lawyers. Second of all, fighting ability. This includes, of course, intelligence, power, defense, mobility, vitality, and stealth. And then finally, third, do they have any sort of special ability that would give them an advantage in or outside of the courtroom? All right, with the rules established, let's get in and rank these lawyers. Phoenix Wright, a longtime favorite of viewers of this channel, recent law grad, high fighting ability, seems to have reasonable intelligence, seems to be reasonably fit. The problem is his law skills are extremely, extremely lacking. Objection! Being a new recent law grad, it seems like there's almost someone else controlling him, uh, telling him what to do, because he has absolutely no idea what he's doing. He's often told what the evidence is by witnesses to the case, has no comprehension of the rules of evidence, and is a terrible trial lawyer. He's even been accused of murder himself. Those special abilities do include bike riding and excellent hair, though this is not enough to save Phoenix Wright from absolute F-tier garbage. Ace Attorney, more like attorney. Monster. Theodore Ted Buckland from the TV show Scrubs, the in-house lawyer for the hospital Sacred Heart. Actually, lawyer skills were not too, too bad. Middle of the pack here often gave reasonably good advice to the doctors and administrators of Sacred Heart. Look, if you know about something by not reporting it, you're every bit as culpable now. Is there anything you want to tell me? Unfortunately, no one ever, ever followed Ted's advice. Known as the hospital sad sack, you're only as good as your ability to get your clients to actually follow your advice, and Ted was simply never able to get anyone to follow any of his advice. Though special abilities include include flop sweat. Ted, you ready to get started? 
Whenever you're ready, Nina. His ability to basically be invisible at all times, and of course, his ability to sing like an angel. When you wish upon a star. R.I.P. Sam Lloyd in one of my favorite portrayals of any lawyer on TV ever, notwithstanding D-tier. Bob Loblaw from Arrested Development. Bob Loblaw needs no introduction, especially with respect to Bob Loblaw's Loblog. Of course, the Bob Loblaw Loblog. <laughs> wow, you, sir, are a mouthful. He can do anything that Barry Zuckercorn can do, plus skew younger. He gets extremely high materia from the fact uh, that he's able to bill out of just about everything. Why should you go to jail for a crime someone else noticed? Still, his lawyering skills themselves are a little bit underwhelming, C-tier. Maggie Lizer from Arrested Development, known as one of the most feared attorneys in Orange County, uh, being able to navigate the legal waters in Orange County despite her apparent blindness. But of course, she wasn't actually blind. I submit into evidence this wine glass with the defendant's fingerprints. This gambit gave her high stealth, but very, very poor mobility, especially given the fact that her special ability, her seeing eye dog justice, actually happened to be blind. In this case, no avoiding F-tier lawyer. Eli Stone from the eponymous TV show on ABC. I didn't really see this one, and apparently no one else saw this either. Has a good last name. Lawyering skills were apparently okay, uh, though his special ability did include hallucinations, which is actually a bit of a nerf in and of itself. Are you God? Well, someone has said so. So, I don't know, D tier? Saul Goodman slash Jimmy McGill from Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Hi, I'm Saul Goodman. Did you know that you have rights? Here, Jimmy slash Saul's uh, lawyering abilities are top notch, despite not going to a top law school. The University of American Samoa. Go land crabs. He is able to dig in when he is willing to put in the time and the effort to get the results. And his knowledge of civil procedure and just interpersonal relationships is absolutely top notch. And later in the game, Saul gets access to one of the best partners in the entire build, Huel. Though because Jimmy is so absolutely unscrupulous, that does knock him down a peg so close to getting S tier, but easily makes A tier. Barry Zuckercorn from Arrested Development, perhaps the worst law skills of any attorney on this entire list. There's a reason why the Blues have just the worst attorneys. And Barry Zuckercorn is absolutely no exception here. I had a really interesting date last night. A woman who actually works two jobs. He doesn't read contracts. He gives terrible, terrible legal advice. He does have a special ability and that is dance management. But because he is more interested in running a dance studio than he is actually practicing law, F tier. Annalise Keating from How to Get Away with Murder. I covered the show and A Real Lawyer Reacts. Honestly, it almost caused me an aneurysm. I lied. 
This isn't a past case, but one I took last week after Gina fired a Wait, are there lawyer. law students there? This show is ridiculous, and the character Annalise Keating, I don't think actually knows anything about the law, despite the fact that she is a putative law professor, but she makes up for her terrible or non-existent lawyering skills with a, a special ability uh, group attack. She basically just corrals all of her law students to fight for her, leading to the interesting tech of Group Cyclone. This is not an advanced trial skills class. In fact, this is not a class at all. This is a sacrifice. Also, let's just say she has Rocket Punch. Absolute D-tier trash. Harvey Specter and Mike Ross from Suits. These guys are all over the map. Harvey Specter is known as the best closer at the law firm. I'm not just a lawyer to Jerome, okay? I'm, I'm more like Robert Duvall in The Godfather. But he is almost never able to actually close things. His actual legal skills in the courtroom are subpar. He likes to bluster without actually knowing uh, when to object, rarely makes the right objection, makes speaking objections, and is just an okay at best trial lawyer. Mike Ross, on the other hand, is supposed to be this godlike attorney. He has a photographic memory, but the thing is, a photographic memory doesn't actually help you as an attorney. As we saw from some of the very first episodes, despite the fact that he could remember things, he didn't actually know the things in the first place when it came to actually litigating. Usually the trial starts and uh, there's a judge and then, you know, people say things. You've never done this before, have you? He needed help from the paralegals. He didn't know anything about legal research, which is what most lawyers do. And he isn't great at brief writing. <sighs> These guys, uh, B tier. The unfrozen caveman lawyer from Saturday Night Live. Lawyer Key Rock was a caveman. He was frozen during the Ice Age and scientists were able to thaw him out. As a result, he's a stranger in a strange land and he's confused by our modern accoutrement. Your world frightens and confuses me. Sometimes the honking horns of your traffic make me want to Get out of my BMW. He uses that to great advantage. His special ability is, of course, confusion. He uses that confusion, or confusion, if you will, to uh, confuse the jury into basically finding for his clients uh, in every single trial he's ever participated in. Despite his appearance, extremely high intelligence, leading to great fighting ability, though he does have pretty low vitality as a result of, you know, frankly, being frozen. And one of two lawyers on this list portrayed by Phil Hartman. Actually, not to spoil, anything, but I'm not sure that a character voiced by Phil Hartman has ever lost a trial. But in particular, the unfrozen caveman lawyer uses his personal history to the best of effect, never losing a trial, S-tier for sure. Bobby Donald from The Practice. Bobby Donald played by Dylan McDermott. Let's say, I don't know, C-tier, mainly on account of the fact that Dylan McDermott is not Dermot Mulrooney. Lionel Hutz from The Simpsons. Now, this is obviously everyone's go-to punching bag in terms of lawyers that are terrible at their jobs. His own law firm is called I Can't Believe It's a Law Firm, and he doesn't appear to know anything about the law itself. Mr. Simpson, don't you worry. I watched Matlock in a bar last night. The sound wasn't on, but I think I got the gist of it. But there is an extremely interesting wrinkle to Lionel Hutz, and that is 
I don't think Lionel Hutz has ever lost a case. He successfully represented Bart in a copyright suit regarding Itchy and Scratchy. He successfully represented Homer in his case against the restaurant for unlimited shrimp, the most egregious case of fraudulent advertising since the never-ending story. And he successfully represented Homer again in a case against the devil. Lionel Hutz is unstoppable. And the best part is, if you don't win your case, your pizza's free. You'd be surprised how often that works. You really would. So, contrary to popular belief, Lionel Hutz, A-tier. The entire cast of Ally McBeal. Frankly, all of these lawyers are basically interchangeable, reasonable law skills, though they couldn't help themselves from just engaging in all kinds of antics in the courtroom, sometimes doing things that would get you disbarred. Some even cheat. Objection move to strike. So yeah, uh, D-tier. Perry Mason from Perry Mason and a whole bunch of other things. Perry Mason is the oldest character in the entire build. None of these other characters would exist without Perry Mason. He's the one that created the whole idea of a TV fictional lawyer. Perry Mason is also extremely successful. Lawyer skills are above average, I'd say. Certainly no one can dispute his results here. He almost always is able to successfully defend his clientele. Though he is of course hampered by the eponymous Perry Mason moment. You didn't kill Thompson, but you did, Mr. Wells. Yes! Yes, I killed Ned Thompson! I killed him! I killed him! I killed him! I killed him! When you have another witness on the stand and through a combination of lawyer skills and just straight up badgering, you get them to confess to the crime that your client is accused of. Now, anyone can represent a client who is innocent. It takes real skill to represent someone who is clearly not innocent. And Perry Mason benefits from always having innocent clients. So Perry Mason really benefits from his domino-like special ability, luck. He's lucky in the clients that he represents. He's lucky in that he's able to elicit confessions from basically everyone except for his clients. That's not the way these things work. So despite being the er TV fictional lawyer, I'm gonna knock him down a peg, B tier. Ben Matlock from Matlock. Matlock basically is just a continuation of Perry Mason. It seems to be Perry Mason, except in the South, I guess. Matlock is ethical, he's a straight shooter, and he's a hell of an investigator. Matlock is basically a Clefairy Pokemon in that he is able to cast his special ability, Charm. Folksy, folksy Southern Charm. All in all, I'll give Matlock one more than Perry Mason, A tier. Marshall Erickson from How I Met Your Mother. Marshall is one of the few lawyers that we get to see grow up, that we see him studying in law school, we see him pass the bar, and we see him enter the world of private practice. Marshall is the main character in one of the greatest episodes about being a law student being courted by the big firms where he's wined and dined by John Cho, eats Kobe lobster, and then does the walk of shame after drinking far too much. Much of what I do does not make me cry. His lawyering skills are top notch. He has several special abilities, including the fact that he can yell lawyered when people have been lawyered. Kaboom, you've been lawyered. And of course, powerful slaps. I'll let you slap me in the face as hard as you can. You have my attention. I don't really care how you met your mother, but Marshall Erickson is S tier, baby. Harvey Birdman from Harvey Birdman. Here, Harvey's lawyering skills are mediocre at best. Avenger, my personal digital assistant. 
how do you make a tee again? Do you push that and then leave it down or do? He bats about a 500 when it comes to taking things to trial. Usually the trial gets waylaid by all the crazy things that are happening as a result of the superheroes involved. But his fighting abilities are top notch. He's powered by the sun. He can shoot energy beams from his wrists. He can create a solar powered shield and Harvey Birdman can fly. He's one of the main attorneys at seven and seven, the law firm, though it does appear that he got his law degree from a correspondence course, which is never a good sign. But even that can't take away his is power of attorney. The power of attorney. C tier. Jackie Childs from Seinfeld, clearly a stand-in for Johnny Cochran. Reasonably good lawyering skills. We covered this in a Real Lawyer Reacts. The problem is whenever he represents Kramer, he always loses and he couldn't even defend the bunch from a law that doesn't actually exist. Good Samaritan law. You don't have to help anybody. That's what this country is all about. That's the problem, unfathomable, improbable. Hold on. As we discussed in that episode, there really aren't any Good Samaritan laws that require you to affirmatively help out people who have been injured in a crash. So the fact that the entire Seinfeld gang went to jail for over a year uh, doesn't bode well for Jackie Childs. B tier at best. Jerry Kelman from Succession. She is the general counsel to Waystar Royco feel it. And she seems to know where all of the bodies are buried. Jerry could very clearly run the entire Waystar Royco company, though she will absolutely never be given that chance. She gives reasonably good legal advice, whether it's a proxy war or whether the entire United States Congress wants to come down on the company as a result of what's going on at cruises. This may not be the best situation, but there are harder jobs and you get a load of cake. Feel it. Her special abilities include opportunism and whatever's going on between her and Roman. If you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. Jerry Kelman is just absolutely the best, but she's never going to be given an opportunity to get to the top. And the same thing holds true here. A tier misses out on S tier. Jeff Winger from Community. This one's tough because the entire premise of the show is that Jeff Winger is not actually a lawyer. So it's extremely tempting to just DQ him from this list. Are you a good person being sued, oppressed or beaten? I can help and that's the Winger guarantee. Though if memory serves, I guess in the last season, he does actually get his bar license back, starts to private practice, then leaves to become a professor at Greendale once again. But the thing is, anytime we actually see Jeff Winger do something that is lawyer-like, he tends to be pretty bad at it. I discovered at a very early age that if I talk long enough, I could make anything right or wrong. So either I'm God or truth is relative. And in either case, Sometimes he's able to convince the group to do what he wants, and sometimes they just simply don't listen to him. So law skills are lacking. He doesn't appear to have any special abilities whatsoever. D tier at best. Alan Shore and Denny Crane from Boston Legal. These guys are scumbags. They are womanizers, they are conniving, and they are loathsome. But their closing arguments are the stuff of legends. There seems to be no rule that they won't break in order to get the right result for their client. Look, sometimes you want the scumbag lawyer, A tier. 
Alicia Florick, the good wife. Alicia here is able to do a great job in navigating the politics of law firm life, which is not something that you see all that often. And she does a reasonably good job in the courtroom as well. A little shaky at the start, but eventually rises to the level of equity partner in her firm. So this was a close call, but I'm going with B tier. Jack McCoy from Law & Order. Here, Jack McCoy's lawyering skills are absolutely unparalleled, perhaps one of the most realistic, but also just his pure skill is unparalleled. Given that his personal code is that if there is a law out there, he will enforce it, he tends to skew towards lawful neutral. Where there's a law, I'll enforce it. Where there's a crime, I'll prosecute it. And where there's a victim, I'll speak for that victim. That's my bottom line. He's not about to use the legal system for his own personal gain, which leads him to being a civil servant, a conduit through which the law is administered to the rest of society. And through his hard work and dedication, he eventually rises to the ranks of actual district attorney for Manhattan. Special abilities include enormous eyebrows and a motorcycle. So, you know, there's that. Jack McCoy easily makes S tier one of the best lawyers in the entire build. Hands down, S tier easy. Oh, and one last thing. I know right now you're probably fumbling with your phone trying to find the next podcast to listen to, but you can't because this is an ad. But it doesn't have to be that way. Instead, you can go to watchnebula.com slash radio. You can get access to all of our original podcasts ad-free, plus exclusive originals and experimental shows from your favorite educational-ish creators. And best of all, you're helping to support us make even more amazing content. So before you go, check out watchnebula.com slash radio to support this channel and this podcast directly.